Welcome back to another episode and our last guaranteed episode in terms of a primer and a prep for a game of ball watching. Justin and I don't think that's the end for us, and we're really, really hoping it's not. Uh, But this is going to be a primer on the U.S. men's national team's final group stage game against Iran. Just a collective breath. It's going to be a long Tuesday afternoon. Uh, As Justin mentioned, I think, in a past episode, we don't have the luxury of having these games take place on different times now and knowing what we have to do to go into that final game because we've been blessed to have the 1 p.m. slot locally here uh, for all of our games. Uh, That's not going to be the case on Tuesday. Tuesday, England will take on Wales and the U.S. will take on Iran all at 1 p.m. running concurrently. Uh, Man, I'm just... It just the whole thing starts to freak me out. I'm just I'm all the emotions from the England game start to come back, and it was a tiring day. It's going to be another tiring Tuesday for sure, but exciting nonetheless. What are your thoughts, Justin? I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to guarantee that we're going to have another primer. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna win this game. We'll talk. We'll right. get into we'll get into why we think why and lineups and predictions stuff like that. And the one thing that we probably won't touch on much because it's still too wide open is who we would play if we win. Because Netherlands has four points, so does Ecuador, and Senegal has three. And there's way too much that can happen in that stuff because we'll, we'll we'll get into it all later. But yeah, we're gonna have another yeah. primer for this. They'll be they'll so th- those games will happen right before ours, and I believe in the eleven a.m. slot to be looking nine, at or ten a.m. nine a.m. central nine a.m. nine a.m. local slot. So that's when Ecuador, Netherlands, and Senegal will know who's going first and second in their group. Uh, we know Qatar is already eliminated. Uh, so we'll we'll know who we'll be playing in the future if we do advance. But that'll all come right before our games. But let's jump into some uh, really quick World Cup, up, World Cup update. We talked to you yesterday. Argentina survived by the skin of their teeth against Mexico. Doesn't look like a survival, but it was a lot closer than that scoreline indicated. Kudos to Messi. You know, just got to stay alive at this point. He, he wants to get this World Cup. And I know Argentina was a big favorite heading in. Would have been shocking to see them exit so early on uh, Mexico not looking great for them at this point uh, in that group. So they could be the first CONCACAF team to be eliminated. Uh, I, unless Canada does not show out today all at all against Croatia. I'm hoping they kind of do, uh, but we've seen just no one's invincible. And that continues. We just watched Belgium, Morocco. We're at the time of recording that just that game just ended and Belgium lost to Morocco. That, and that group's going to be pretty nuts, depending on yeah. what happens here. It's it's just all this is kind of turning on its head. Costa Rica beating Japan. Oh, who would have saw that? After I, Japan just beat Germany. Yes. <laughs> it's insane. It, I mean, it, it's literally insane. Like there's no there's no stacking or, or qualifications of this team should beat this team. This team should be this team. Or I guess they had the should be's. But what actually happens could be totally different. It's it's absolutely bizarre, but that's part of what keeps us coming back to the World Cup well. Like, it's amazing to watch these games unfold and these storylines. But a lot more to come on the World Cup update. Obviously, we're still at the beginning or really the ending of the second match day for a bunch of the groups uh, and starting the third coming up here shortly. So let's jump into Iran. That's what we're all here for. Iran, a tale of two games for them. Obviously, they got absolutely obliterated by England in their first match day, 6-2. to two. They clawed those two goals a little bit later on. They did look dangerous at times for sure, but they also just looked like defensive lapses. Uh, and England played them a lot more offensively than they played us, uh, I think. And they lost their goalie. Uh, 
two to two concussion uh, very early on in the game. So a lot kind of going on for them in that first game. And England, I think, was just revved up and ready to go. And unfortunately, and they, they scored almost what, what we said. There was a 0.4% chance that England scored the goals that they did in that game. So England was just lethal on the day uh, for them. So maybe a mix of a couple different factors. Then they beat Wales with two 90-plus time goals uh, to absolutely stab Wales. Like that was took all the wind out of their sails. They're on the... On the low, on this, on the very uh, low end of our table, obviously we're right above them with two points. But Wales probably not feeling great heading to the, the final England matchup. Wales has no wind in their sails. Yeah, but something to note of this matchup between the U.S. and Iran. Obviously, there's a lot of political stuff that that go on between these two countries, which we'll kind of touch on a little bit. But in terms of playing history, we've only played twice against Iran. And on the flip side of England, where I said that we kind of had their number, they've kind of had our number just throughout our, our two games. And I know that's not a lot of a sample size, but we've drawn them and we've lost to them. Uh, and that loss came in a World Cup in the 1998 World Cup, where I believe we finished dead last in the tournament. We did not collect any points. It was the World Cup after we started the MLS, where we had a lot more optimism and hype around the team. Did not deliver whatsoever. We lost 2-1. And because of all the drama going into that game, like Iran was not a fan of ours. And I don't think us much too of, of Iran, but Iran was, you know, frustrated with us because the CIA backed coup that uh, of their last democratic leader, we supported a, an unpopular Shah uh, for them. We supported Saddam Hussein's invasion of Iran in 1980. A lot of these things sound crazy in retrospect, but this was no love lost between these two countries and to put them against each other on a meaningful field, like, like the world cup, People in Iran call it like the mother of all games, the most politically charged game in World Cup history. There was a lot going on behind the scenes between these two countries and Iran beating us uh, and celebrating in the streets, I'm sure was, uh, you know, just hard for the U.S. to watch, especially the players. Like this is not a game we should be losing. So there is some history here between these two teams. Absolutely. And I let you take all of that because I'm not a big history or uh, political <laughs> guy. So thank you. I was just staying silent. And that's all I had was uh, that there was no wind in Wales sales. So thank you for taking that. And then what are the books saying, though? Well, yeah, what are the books saying, though, in this game? Realistically, the books, the books and Jake is referring to the sports betting books. We are favored. The U.S. money line is minus 115. I ran money line plus 320, draw plus 250. I, I That's the best odds we've had so far in this tournament. Um, and I, and it should be, and I think, and we'll get into why let's get into the breakdown of Iran. So they're currently the 20th ranked, uh, FIFA world cup ranking team. We are 16. Obviously they have zero titles, five world cup appearances. They, it, they're still the team that we already talked about a little bit. They're going to pack it in and they know like from, as far as results get, and we'll get out to the different options on what can happen all coming up. But if they tie, they're going through. And so they, they're going to pack the bus and I think they're going to, or sorry, pack it in and park the bus. And uh, the one things that they should be a little bit nervous about one with the playing style of us is if you do that, we're going to be coming in hot and heavy. We'll have 70% possession and we're going to be putting shots on target. But the other thing that they have to a little bit be concerned about is their own team, their star striker, Osmoon. He's only played 81 minutes in their first two games. He's coming off an injury. He played for Bayer Leverkusen who city just played in their, uh, and their first game at the new stadium at City or at City Park. City Park, yeah. And then the other two things you kind of need to note from their team is that their goalie we talked about way back when um, in their first game is concussed. And so the FIFA 
uh, regulations around concussions is he has to sit for 10 days. So he's going to be out for our game as well. And he was out for the England game. He did not allow a goal in the, in the 25 minutes that he played against England. His backup then let in six, but his backup did just have a shutout against Wales. So just, it's not it. Yes. He may be a solid backup, but it's, it'd be like if we lost Turner, it's still a little scary about throwing Horbath in there and like trying to get used to that. Um, and then the other thing is that now they are also one of their guys that they started in the first game and then also was subbed on uh, midway through the second half in the second game. He's su- he suspended with two yellow cards. I am not going to try to. Jahan Baksh. I'm going to go for that. That's his last name. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ali, Ali Reza is his first yeah. name. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll let you take the pronunciations for this stuff as well. But he's out with yellow card accumulation. So that's two guys that they had started in the first game that are not going to be with their team. So. It's just an interesting aspect and something to try to keep an eye on. It is. And the last thing I'll say on Iran as we look forward to them is this is not a new test that we've faced. Uh, This is going to be a lot of similar that we face in CONCACAF in our own qualifying for World Cup and against teams like Panama, Costa Rica, Trinidad and Tobago. And I would not put any of those teams against Iran. I think Iran is better than those teams because they do have some offensive attacking threats. But when I say that, this is going to be a game like Justin said, where they're going to, what do you say, park, uh, what do you say, park the, pack, uh, pack the bus, pack the, pack pack the, the bus. bus, yeah. Pack so it what, in and park the bus at the right. same time. They're going to pack a parked bus. Let's go with they that. They are going to pack the parked bus. And when we say that, they're going to have men in, in a high, high number of their team behind the ball at all times. Because think about Iran's perspective. They know that we're not scoring that many goals, and they know that they don't need to win this game to move forward because they beat Wales and we have not won a game yet. So they're not going to be looking and, and we, they could come out and shock us. They're not going to be coming to go and go out on the front foot and go put four passes right in the beginning. They could kind of wait a little bit and let, and see what we bring at them and, and absorb that and look to hit us in the counter. Kind of similar to all of the games that not all the games, but mostly Wales. I think how we kind of prepped for, they're going to be a defensive first team. They're going to be very stingy, not going to try to allow us many opportunities. And this gets into our starting 11 is going to need to be very, very tactical here because we're going to need very creative forwards and uh, offensive-minded players that can pick pick apart these really, really tight defenses that are they're going to be drilled going into this game. Like Iran will have a plan to frustrate us and hit us where it hurts when we make mistakes. That's literally going to be their plan, which is how CONCACAF kind of works. So we should be used to this is what yeah. I'm saying. And Iran, Iran has scored four goals in the first two games. Sounds like a lot. Three of them have been in stoppage time after the 90th minute, and the other one was in the 65th. So it's it's a very – you can tell. They are literally – I will be – you anybody watching, you're going to be seeing 11 guys in the box, any corner kick that we have. They're going to be – everyone's going to be in front of net. And quickly on some stats there, yes, they lost 6-2. to two. That other – that 65th was – or maybe it was a late one – was a penalty shot. So not, a, not even a, a run of play goal that they had there. And then they had 21% possession against England. And you're going to see the same thing in this game. They only had 41% possession against Wales as well. And then they obviously had a red card and now a, yellow, a guy on yellow card accumulation. So I think it'll be a similar game to Wales, but I think we put some away. Yeah, we're going to have to. I mean, that's just how it's going to be. So who let's transition into here, Justin. Who do we think is going to be on the field to do that for us? Uh, I think we've we've had some good debates here on, on what we think is going to happen with the starting 11s throughout the all of these games thus far, because I think there's been some big, big decisions to make. Uh, I don't think Greg's been that bold in his decision-making so far, but this is what I think our starting 11 is going to look like. And I keep saying it. Uh, I'll, I'll start. I'll stop. I won't do the forward line yet, 
Let's let's go back four goalie first. I I think unless you're going to shock me here, no changes to the back four or or Matt Turner in goal. What do you think about that? You there, Justin? Okay, we lost Justin. Uh, I am going to take this on for myself for a little bit while while Justin gets his his stream back up and running. But what you have here is a central midfield where I think will be largely unchanged. Justin, you back with us? Yeah, I got you now. There you go. No, we're good. I'm I'm in the midfield. I think I spoke for you. Defense, goalie, no changes. Correct. Yep. So central midfield, no changes for me either here. I, I think what really worked last game uh, was having McKenney and Musa go a little bit more wide and take away some of the wide space and really help overload on some of the channels, so especially on the right side. Like McKenney, Dest, and Wea were just running train on England for a while on the right side, creating tons of opportunities and wreaking havoc. So I think the midfield for me remains unchanged. The most change is going to be up at the forward line. And that's because of this issue we have with not scoring goals coming into this game. For me, do I love the fact that I have Tim Wea, a guy that's not supposed to be a striker in a striker position? No, but do I think Tim Weah is better than most of the other forwards that we have in, in the pool right now? Yes, and what I think we get into the situation is Greg is going to have to put the best and most creative players on the field and make sense of some of the madness in our in our lineup. And I know Weah is not a striker, but maybe he makes sense to play here because we know that he's lethal. He can score the chance he's going to get. Polisic, I think similarly, he can create something from nothing. And Aaron said we haven't seen much of, but I want to see more of, and I really think he could be a big asset for this game. Um, Geo is one I don't have on here right now. I'm just sketched with all the drama going around around him. So would I love to see him? For sure. I do think we are going to see a good more um, amount of, of minutes from him, uh, probably in, in the second half, maybe like a full 30, 35, depending on game state. Um, so what, what do you think, Justin, here, I guess, moving up from midfield to forwards? Uh, no change in the midfield. Musa Adams yep. McKinney has been great. Probably the best three on our team when we look at some of these games. Um, yep. With some flashes from Way, obviously. But yeah, I'll agree. Pulse like on the left. I disagree with Way up top. I'm going to keep him on the right. I think he starts. I think he has been creating chances there. And I don't think it's his fault that we're not putting these away in the middle. And that's why, hot take, going with our third new starter up top. I'm going Jesus Ferreira. I know. It's either that or Josh. Haji Wright didn't show me anything. I just think that the playing style that we've been trying to do with Haji and Sargent of trying to hold the ball up has not been working. And I think that's you're in a similar boat when you put way in the middle, but I want a true striker with a guy that can still have his back to the goal, lay it off, turn and go. And I, cause I think way is at his best out wide and I think he'll start to drift out there, but we need to keep someone central. So my opinion, you start for in the middle, you put way back on the right. But I, I said, and I'll say it again, if we are losing or still tied at halftime, Aronson needs to come on at halftime. No more of this, and we talked about it with Jim and Tom too, no more yeah. of this like 75th sub, 82nd sub for some of these guys. I think no. you put Aronson on immediately at halftime if we're tied or losing. And then Gio Reyna as well. I think that he – I think you bring him on in the 55th if we're still losing. you got to give these guys more time to get into the game. Just don't expect them to come in with the last eight minutes and put one away. Yeah, and what, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I think I begin to fear for our team a little bit here because there's two things you mentioned there that we have historically, so you know, most recently, but not been great at. And that's scoring goals in a game where we have to score goals because we have to win. And two, this in-game management, we've knocked Greg for that. This in-game management will be the key to this game. 
I mean, if we don't get on the board early, if we go into half and it's 0-0, or God forbid, down 1-0, and now we're fighting our way to, to, to score two goals or more, it, at some point, it's just going to be load the team offensively. And and you could see a situation where, like, Pulisic, Weya, Aronson, Reyna, uh, Sergeant, like they, Ferreira, they could all be on the field together because we're getting ourselves into trouble here. And something's got to give with one of these guys. I hope it doesn't get to that. But end game management is going to be huge for this game, like absolutely massive. And I really hope Greg's got his head screwed on right for this one because he hasn't shown us that so far. But he's going to need to be a little more proactive with the subs in this one. So that's the thoughts. Any final thoughts on the starting 11, Justin? I think we, we've covered most of this. No, I think that's it. I'll say if we are down or we're tied late, look for Robinson and Dest to get going forward from the back line as well. I would assume yep. we'll just bring Adams back and pretty much just play with three center backs a little bit with Adams sitting right, right in front of Zimmerman Marine. But look for those guys to get forward and we're going to get dangerous. But let's go into potential scenarios. scenarios. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah, There's only one scenario for us, though, Jake. And if we win, we're in. If we lose, we're out. That's it. Right now, the current uh, current table standings, England with four points with a plus four goal differential. Iran with three points with a minus two. Us with two points with a zero goal differential on two ties. And Wales with one point with a minus two. Do, don't really need to worry about the Wales games and stuff like that. Obviously, we if we win, we're in. If we lose or tie, we're out. That's what it comes down to. But the other side of those, if England beats Wales, England gets first and we would get second. I'm doing all these on the assumption that we win. Mm-hmm. I don't really care where Iran would fall if we lose or tie. Yeah, we're not if here. England ties Wales, England and us are going to be tied with five points. But we're going to lose that with goal differential. We're not going to beat Iran by four. And then also, if we go to if England loses to Wales, we would win the group. And Wales or England and Wales would be tied at four points. And England's probably going to get through on goal differential unless Wales absolutely slacks them by like six. So just all you got to remember, everybody, is if we lose, we're out. If we tie, we're out. We have to win. Right. And these are running concurrently, like I said. So I'm sure the players will kind of know from the coaches what's going on, especially if there's some big things going on with the other game. But largely, our work's cut out for us. We know what we have to do. We have to go win. We have to go score goals. We cannot draw. We cannot tie. Like, we we just have to, to, to overcome the issues we have at goal scoring in this game where it means the most. And I think the boys can get it done. And that kind of gets into to our predictions. I don't know if, Justin, you want to start us off. I think I started us off last time. Yeah. My prediction is we get it done. And that's not that's not one of those ones where, like, when we had England, like, oh, we're going to beat England. No, I actually think we get this one done. I think, like I said earlier, Iran's going to pack to the park bus. And that never bodes well with a lot of these teams because they're just going to be taking on waves of, waves of attack and we're going to absolutely dominate possession. I think we get it done 2 nothing. I would say more specifically, it's going to be both through the run of play unless Iran takes a dumb foul right outside the box or a PK. But I think we can pass through these guys, even if they're packing it in. I think they're and then, but the weird thing is, is once we get that first goal, Iran is going to have to change their style because if they lose, they're out. And so what they're going to do then is, and they're going to try to flip it back the other way. And that's where I think we put the second one away, probably around the 70th minute, maybe close to the 80th. Win two down. What about you? Hmm. Yeah, so we, we talked about they scored four goals so far. They scored two against England. We couldn't do that. They scored two against Wales. We could do that once. I do think that Iran will get in the board. It's just a matter of game state, like when it's going to happen in this game and what's going to be left to play for. So I think I have the U.S. winning 2-1 in this, and it's going to be a traumatic 
nail biter of a game. I think we're going to get that goal before the first half. And I think we're going to go into halftime up 1-0. And then it becomes a matter of one and game management and two, what does Greg want to do with our philosophy going forward? Does he want to, to, to slit the jugular and kill them off with a two Oh game and, and make it on that they can't beat us or we keep going and, and we just absolutely pummel them and look for chances and, and look to get that insurance goal or, or two, or does he do what he kind of did against Wales, which is bring on your Acosta, maybe bring on another center back and close up shop and say, we're going to take the pressure and we're going to beat you out. So I hope he doesn't do the second. I hope we actually go for the jugular and we actually take this game and, 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 and make it a no doubter. I think it'll be a close game though. Two, one, Iran is capable of getting on the board. Uh, we have not shown that same strength, but we're going to have to find it. I think we will find it. So that's my prediction. We talked to Jim and Tom. I know you all heard that. If you haven't, tune in. Uh, they're in Qatar, boots on the ground, have been to every U.S. group game, uh, as well as Spain, Germany. So they've seen their fair share of games. Uh, Jim had to say that he thought 2-1 as well for the U.S. to go in advance. And Tom had said 3-1. So Jim Cavanaugh, Tom Strunk, also feeling very, very optimistic about the team, uh, as we all should. I don't think we should feel negative about this team. It's just worried, I think, is what I would say at this point. Just a little anxious as to our, our weaknesses and having to face them head on in this game. I will say one last thing about predictions and lineups. If Jordan Morris is cleats touch the grass of this field, I'll break my TV. Something's wrong. Something no, is wrong. Unless, unless we're up two nothing, and then you need you need a big body up top to try to slow things down. So, but I think you put Josh in if he's not already there. So uh, that's my last one. The last thing, well, I was going to say here is that we talked about how politically charged that game in 1998 was against Iran. If you're all kind of keeping up to tune on, on the news right now over overseas in Qatar, is the U.S. and Iran are also in a little bit of of a contentious relationship, uh, given that yesterday and yesterday being Saturday uh, after Thanksgiving. Uh, the U.S. put up a tweet of a live group look of, of the standings of, across our group. And in Iran's flag, they removed one of the one of the important symbols on their flag. And that was to kind of signal to the world that we take the protests seriously that Iran's putting on, especially for all the women's rights uh, and their lack of their rights in Iran. Uh, we put that out there to show a little bit of a sign and plan to leave it up for 24 hours, according to their, spokes, their spokesperson. Iran obviously caught wind of this, did not like it and have since filed a report with FIFA to allege that we were discriminating against their country, uh, which is tremendously ironic in the scheme of all things, given that's what we're kind of doing the whole situation for uh, in the first place. So there's already drama between these two teams. The U.S. ended up taking it down. It all goes back to what happened in Iran in, in September um, with the detainment uh, and, and death of the 22-year-old Masa Amini. There's been tons of protests, uh, unfortunately, uh, hundreds of deaths and tons, tens of thousands of detainees uh, in Iran. And I know U.S. has not been quiet about that. And I told you, we told you beforehand, there would be activation, there would be demonstrations and protests at this World Cup. This is one of them. Iran, for their very political side, very pro-government side, did not like it. The people might have loved it. Uh, we're not going to really probably get to hear much of their perspective. I know Iran as a team has been very vocal about um protesting and, and, and what's going on in their country. So this is going to be another politically charged game. You know, there's going to be celebrations, uh, both from a sporting side and just a, a cultural society side as well. So I'm hoping that we're doing the celebrating and 
that's just I that, that's all we could hope for here. I, that's it just comes down to one final game. We always knew we had to go beat Iran and get our three points here. And it's just fun that there'll be there'll be no lack of controversy uh, around it or no lack of extra energized um, headlines around it. But for coverage for the U.S. men's national team, we're not done here. Uh, we are going to keep going. And this is this is ball watching STL. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. This will be up on YouTube as well on our channel. So catch us there. Uh, go USA. That's, that's all I've got to say. There's nothing else to say. Tuesday's massive, and I'm extremely excited, just as I was for England. But now it's it's really this cannot be the last time that we play in a World Cup until it's back on our soil in four years. We have to take this one. I love it. I love it. Well, we'll catch you all with the Iran recap and could be pretty interesting state from both of us at the end of that one, given how nerve wracking this whole thing is going to be. But we will uh, talk to you all then, probably on Tuesday evening or Wednesday morning, depending on the the, the result of the game. But uh, love bringing this to you all, and like go USA, we got to pull this dub out. Thank you. Thank you.